Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. This is the Investor Coaching Show. Paul Winkler, along with Jim Wood, talking money and investing. Okay, so <laughs> uh, I'm laughing thinking about this. Oh, by the way, the website is paulwinkler.com. In fact, check out the American Dream Experience video right there. That's coming up June. 1st and 2nd, I believe. Yes, it is. It's June 1st and 2nd. So on the website, paulwinkler.com. Uh, learn a little bit about that. That is that is an experience to check out. And the you know, you have these little sections talk about it, but there are videos where actually people that have been through it go, this is what I got out of it. This was huge. And Really, really, I think it's good uh, Good listening there. Okay, so I, I quoted, I said, oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble. You know, okay, who whose song was that, Jim? I don't uh, know. Forget I can, it. I yeah, can sing Mac it. Da Mac yeah, Davis. But, uh, okay. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, who's Mac Davis? Well, if you're old, you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, humility is one of the tough ones for people. Talk about that. What is... Well, I think the, the op is opposite of that, I think, is kind of where we usually talk about is just the idea of overconfidence, like uh, thinking that you're able to do things that the massive amounts of evidence show that's not likely to happen, mm -hmm. which means, you know, beat the market by picking the right stocks. So. Or just managing portfolios. If you look at somebody that is in an industry, maybe that that has taken a tremendous amount of education and they've gone through a lot of schooling and thinking, well, I did this and you know this is this over here is really easy because i've read a couple articles out there and you know and and i use the example all the times of index funds because i think that kind of wakes people up because they'll read an article on an index fund and they hear that it beats the market and they don't realize that what happens or it beats uh, beats the average active trader in the market i should say and then they go, well, this is all you have to do, just do this. And then they don't recognize that in some areas, indexing doesn't work very well at all because of the size of the companies and what happens to the securities lending revenue. Uh, how do they handle, you know, for example, the profitability uh, premium in investing? And, and people are like, well, what's that? Well, see, there, there's more to this than meets the eye. How about changes in tax laws that happen about once a year? How about changes in, you know the different uh you know when you're when you're managing a portfolio how about changes in the funds themselves drifting into, into different styles or different areas or regions of the market how about making sure that you know, as far as you know your personal situation how social security is taxed how medicare premiums are taxed how about those types of things and how's the portfolio or how's the financial plan fit in all of that there's a lot more than meets the eye well, and there's always, and, and looking at things that, that we tend to think, you know, well, there's the things that you know, the mm -hmm. things that you don't know. And of course, there are the unknown unknowns. And those are the things that get you. The things you don't know things, that you don't know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but people never really think about that. They just think, oh, well, I, I have all this information. or I know something about this company. And your brain really can play tricks on you. Mm -hmm. Even you can have a track record. Well, I picked this winner. I picked this winner. I picked this winner. And your brain is going to discount. Mm-hmm. 
where you failed. And so it's going to play up the winners in your mind and it's going to just kind of set the bad stuff off to the side. Psychological biases. Yeah, Yeah, no question. And then we we find what we're looking for, right? You know, confirmation bias. Uh, Or there was, uh, you know, recency bias. Uh, I saw an article about recency bias. I can't remember where I saw it uh, this morning someplace. Was was that recently? Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) So it was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, the idea of what just did well recently is what's going to continue to do well. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. people go, hey, you know, this is, you know, this area of the market's like rocking right now. And you go, this is what this is what's happening. It's what you need to be doing. And then all of a sudden it totally changes because that's what did well yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, it's right there. I love that bias stuff. I think that explains so much so about much. where investors go wrong. And that just starts getting me thinking about false patterning, which is just huge. People will see a little mm-hmm. bit of data and try to extrapolate it into the future mm-hmm. when there's actual, you know, you look at it statistically, there's absolutely no meaning to the data, but yet people are trying to make something out of it and say, well, because of this, this is going to happen. And then they're surprised when it doesn't. Right, right, right. And, and I hear that all the time on talk radio. As much as I love when they talk about, you know, their views on what the government should or shouldn't be doing, I don't like when they get into investing markets and they get into planning and investing and all of that because they don't recognize, you know, we're going to go into recession, we're going to go into recession. Oh, did you know that during most recessions, stock markets go up? No, no, (laughs) I didn't know that. Oh, you know why? Because you're falling for somebody's political slant on, you know, this is the way you need to vote because we're going to, yes, it may be that a certain, you know, let's say a political, somebody in politics could be bad for the economy, but it doesn't mean that they're going to be bad for the stock market. Just recognize that. And one point I always like to make too regarding that type of stuff is that if we're talking about it, Mm -hmm then that information is already out there in the world. And that means all the hedge fund managers, mutual fund managers, individual stock traders, everybody out there has access to that same information. So Mm -hmm. it's already going to be reflected in Mm -hmm. whatever prices are. Yeah, no question about that. Okay, so what's another another, uh, attribute of good investors. Well, I think this is one of the ones that is kind of common to when we talk about investing, you gotta have discipline. Sure thing, yeah. I mean, discipline, just meaning that you can't shift strategies all the time. People tend to switch out of their funds every three years or so, every maybe three and a half years or so. So people are always all over the board, moving things around oh, and, yeah. and, you know, worrying about, well, it's kind of what we were just talking about. Well, what's the Fed going to do? What's, what's, you know. Yeah. I want, what, I want to be proactive. I don't want to, you know, so I'm going to I don't want to be reactive. I want to be proactive. I want to do something before something happens. And that sounds good. But many times you're being reactive because you're reacting to information on what might happen and you don't recognize that it's reactive. You know, I've got I need to move over into uh, more into fixed income because this is what's going to happen. I'm being proactive and in moving into fixed income before this event happens. And as you said earlier, Jim, what happens is that markets will have reacted to that information even before it becomes reality. In six months, this is going to happen, let's say. Okay, great. In six months, this is, and it may be really something that is likely to happen. So I take an, an action in anticipation that in six months, this is going to happen. But the stock market reacted today 
to what was likely to happen in six months. So you are, again, being reactive because the news is out there. I hope you get that. And, and discipline is fed by all these other, all this other stuff we've been talking, talking about. It's fed by, you know, having enough knowledge in terms of just being, you know, uh, knowing that you don't have to react because you know how things work and you know markets are going to go down. You know how markets, you have some idea how they're going to work. Yeah, I like what you just said there. You said that knowledge, and this is why so often what we do is we educate way before, you know, and, and before you even start investing, we educate. But even after the fact, we continue to educate. And the reason is, and people, some people, they go, I, it's, uh, my, my, I'm already doing this. I don't need to think about it. And I go, no, no, keep tuning in. Stay involved because we're going to be talking about here on this show what's going on and putting in perspective for you because here's what's likely to happen. If you don't continue in getting reinforcement of that education, it's like one of my, like Evan always likes to say, he says, that's the reason I go to church every Sunday. I, I forget. <laughs> you know? If we don't continually update that information and help you put it in perspective, you're likely to take action that's going to be adverse to your own financial well-being. And markets are going to go up and down. Mm -hmm. That's stuff that we're always going to tell you that's going to happen. And to wish that away would be to wish away the excess returns. And just, it's it's so important. We, we talk about being goal-focused, long-term, disciplined investors. And th that is just one of the main characteristics the successful investor is going to have. So I really think out of these seven, that's one that I really think is one of the most important. And Warren Buffett is one of those guys that talks about that. He's, he's always talking about, I don't care. Here's a guy in his 90s. I don't care what's going to happen in the next two months. I don't care what's going to happen over the next year. I'm worried about 10 years. Not, not worried about 10 years, but that's what I look at when I'm investing. I'm thinking that far ahead. And that's the way we ought to. And some people, I'm just too old for this. And I, well, there's a whole video on my website on that. If you think you're too old for this, you know, when we talk about market downturns and things like that, I put that in perspective regarding the length of downturns historically. So anyway, uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick break and be right back. Hey, folks, I want to tell you something I'm really excited about. My new book, Confident Financial Planning, is finally out. It's in paperback, hardcover, Kindle version, and I actually have an audiobook version of it. Uh, it talks about building your financial castle. I use that throughout the book, talking about your investments, your financial plan is kind of like a castle. You have your savings and your emergency funds. I talk about that, debt, good debt, bad debt. I talk about special goal funds and how to set those things up and how to invest for those types of special things that you might want to do in the future types of retirement accounts, different types of taxation of investment accounts, talk about real estate investing and pros and cons of that, how to project retirement assets, and your moat. You know, that's how you protect your castle. It's the risk management aspect of a financial plan. If you want to find out more about that, you go to paulwinkler.com forward slash book to get it. And uh, hope you enjoy. Okay, we're the last two, Jim. Well, let's cue a uh, little Guns N' Roses if we, ha if we had that music to play because we're talking about a little patience. That's, that goes right over my head. Was that recorded in the 80s? Um, yeah, 80s or 90s. Yeah, that's probably why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I like 60s and 70s stuff, man. <laughs> but, but, but patience, I think it really goes along with discipline because you have to have both together. Uh -huh. And patience just means that, you know, you're not going to make money in the market every day. And you have to right. be aware of that. You have to know how it works. But over time, the rewards historically have been phenomenal. 
Yeah, uh, 96% of returns in the market historically going back to the 1960s have occurred in 0.9% of trading days, one study showed. That's not, that's a, like two, two to three days per year give you all the return historically of the stock market. Yeah, that's pretty daunting. And, and you don't know when those days are going to be. So patience is a virtue for sure. And then finally, and just kind of makes everything else happen is courage. Mm -hmm. It takes, you know, you can, you can sit in cash in fear and earn whatever the mm -hmm. meager returns and never see your numbers go down. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that feels like the easiest thing. Mm -hmm. But the problem is with that, of course, is that you're going broke slowly because the prices are going up at a higher rate than the money that you're getting. Plus, you're probably paying taxes on that return. Then you're, again, losing money very, very slowly over time. That adds up phenomenally. Your purchasing power can get crushed. So does it, is it like uh, death by a, a thousand <laughs> bee stings or something? <laughs> what is that term? Yeah, by a thousand a cuts. A thousand cuts, it's I guess. Thousand it is. Cuts, bee stings, yeah. whatever. I, which takes oh, more which courage? Yeah. Which, uh, that seems to take a lot of courage for, for me to be, stick all my money in fixed income investments that, uh, that basically right now, and you go, oh, but, you know, banks are paying, you know, 3%, 4%, or, you know, if, you know, some of these banks are paying up there at that, and then the inflation rate is going, well, wait a minute, on the inflation rate, like six or seven, uh, you you know, so you're losing money, but it's just death by a thousand cuts, and, and you're actually losing money in a really painful way, little by little. I always think of it as that basket of goods that you can buy with X amount of dollars, right. and that basket is slowly shrinking over time, right. even if the numbers are going up a little bit. So why do people do it? And and I, th I have my answer to it. Well, why? yeah, it's it's fear. It's that's that's they, I think why they do that. They're they're afraid of the numbers going down. They're afraid of those short term, historically temporary downturns. What what successful? And here's here's my answer to that. And yes, I I think that's absolutely correct. But as I'm thinking about this, one of the things that I taught my kids when they were little is if you want to be successful, delay gratification. You know, whatever you're doing, whatever, if you've got a list of things you got to do in a given day, take the thing that you want to do the least and do that first. And that is going to be how you're going to be successful. Hey, we got to go to the gas station and we got to, we're going to go get ice cream or something like that. What are we going to do first, kids? Go to the gas station. That's right. We're going to go to the thing, do the thing you don't want to do. And then we're going to go and we're going to get ice cream or whatever. So, and if you think about it, I have basically delayed the pain and the pain is much worse. If I have an investment portfolio that doesn't keep up with inflation, I go broke, but it's not until 20 or 30 years from now. And, and that's, and then you go, oh, gee, if I had only known, well, you know, the reality of it is that is when you're looking at markets, markets historically have, have given rewards to people that are willing to put up with the pain and the ups and downs of the market and fixed income investments, because there is no pain of that short term up and down, pay nothing. And that's the problem. It's just an irrational fear. And, and I don't want to discount it because people really feel it. Mm -hmm. And they're really afraid of seeing a, a statement where they see a negative number and feeling like, oh, I lost money. I shouldn't have done that. But that's always happened. It's always going to happen mm -hmm. with markets. But long term, it's about maintaining your lifestyle over your whole life. Mm -hmm. And that short term fear can just be devastating to your ability to to keep living that life, to keep buying that same amount of goods. Yeah, and you put up with a little bit of this pain of the ups and downs of markets. Now, you don't put everything in there. 
you know, when you invest, you diversify. But the reality of it is a little bit of all of these things. It's the age old advice of diversification, proper diversification. It's critical because when we try to avoid pain, it's like I always use the example when I played football, I always played not to get hurt. And guess who got hurt first? <laughs> Me. We always try to do that too often. Well, too often we, we try to do the avoid pain and then we end up bringing upon ourselves the very thing that we fear the most. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. If you want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there. And if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors. And confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., PWI, an investment advisor registered in the state of Tennessee. PWI does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation. This information is provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any securities.